Welcome, friend, to the trifecta of joy. What is the trifecta? Awareness, befriending your inner critic, and raising your vibe. This podcast is about you, your life, your adventure, and how to live it juicy. Our podcast is brought to you by Perfectly Imperfect Life Coaching. Download your free joy guide at www.freejoybook.com. A gift from us to you. Again, www.freejoybook.com. I'm your host, Tanya Gill. But really, we're in this together. Connected, sharing, and adventuring through life. So let's do it with joy. It is so special to me when I can have someone that is a client who's open to coming on to the Trifecta of Joy podcast and just have a really awesome kind of reiteration of a conversation that we previously had about our bodies and about feeling sexy. So my friends, without further ado, I want to introduce you to Joni. Joni, thank you for being here. Oh, thanks, Tanya. I'm excited about this. This is totally fun. Thanks right? for having me. You know what? And it's so cool. But let's get real about this. We were having a conversation and you said that you'd been out shopping and you had bought yourself some things. I bought some sexy underwear. You bought some sexy underwear. And you were so excited about it. And like, and so we ended up having this conversation about like how nice it is that there is sexy underwear available in every size, in every shape and in every color instead of the, and and that's what I said. I'm like Victoria's secret, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm openly honest about being a plus size woman. Um, and I shop predominantly because that's what's available in Lethbridge is at Pennington's. And so yeah, Pennington's often doesn't have pretty underwear. It's your standard granny panty is, and don't get me wrong. I love my granny panties too. They're comfortable and they're great. And there's a place, there's a time and a place for a granny panty. Nobody's going to percent. Yeah. But to be able to go in and find a matching bra and panty set that makes you just feel good about yourself, whether, you know, it's for yourself, maybe you're buying it to impress somebody else. Maybe you, I don't know, just feel like sexy underwear. It's just nice to not have to, well, and not pay like an arm and a leg. Cause like, I mean, I found in like lingerie stores, but then you're paying like 60 bucks for a pair of panties and it's like, yeah no yeah okay let's be honest how often do most women our age wear matching bra and panty sets do you think um oh that's a good question I only have a couple things that match so like maybe two three times a year like maybe right and and what I know has and this is having never been heavy chested like so so here's the thing like so you would probably consider yourself heavy chested. Oh, and, yeah. and when I was heavier, the, the challenge that I had was that I had a wide rib cage, but still an A cup. So I would go into like plus size stores and try and get bras there. And they'd look at me like I was insane. 
But then I'd go into a regular store and they're like, oh, yeah, like we don't go to that past 36 or 38. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, how hard is it to figure out that bodies and boobs come in different sizes? And we want to wear different colored bras as opposed to black, beige and white. Oh, my God. And that is the other thing, right? Like that, you know, for years, especially in the panty world. It was if you were, you know, a larger sized woman, you were confined to that black, beige, and white. Yeah. And and I think and the other thing, oh my God, okay, let's be honest about bras too. Okay, because this is the other thing. I'm thinking about underwear, right? So like now, everybody's I think everybody's probably got their standard like beige bra. Like mm. I, I do. I think we all have kind of our standard beige bras. And then we also have our go-to bras, right? Like yep. those are the ones that we wear throughout the week. Like some people wear a fresh bra every day. I will be one of those people who admits I do not wear a fresh bra every day. Nope. <laughs> nope. Don't. And then the idea that there are so many people who, as soon as they get home, what do they want to do? Take off the bra. Take off the bra. Why? Free the girls because it's confining. I mean, um, I actually, so I had my first mammogram a couple weeks ago and I asked the tech, I was like, do you like, are you able to like weigh the weight of one breast while you do this while you're squashing it and whatever? And can you tell me how much one boob weighs? Because my shoulders ache, my back aches. I mean, then you get like, then you have the joys of underwire or no underwire. And I'm like, yeah. I am, let's see, what am I right now? I think I'm currently at 42G is my bra size. So um, if you are one of those wonderful women that is able to stay in a single letter cup, that's amazing. But once you go past double D, um, bras get to be like super expensive. But like, I straight up want to know, I'm like, how much does one weigh? Because I have dents in my shoulders, you know, and I'm, you always do the, I mean, because we're on zoom, I'm like trying to vision, how do I explain that? I'm trying to adjust my bra band, but like you do it, right. You're like, Oh, I'm a little uncomfortable. So you kind of pull the band a little lower and then you snap it. Like I just did. And you're like, ow, they weigh a lot. They pull on your neck. They, depending on what shirt you buy, if it has buttons across, like right up the front, it's like, Oh, it fits everywhere, but not my breasts. And so now I'm going to be gapy. So either I'm you're sewing it up or you're pinning it or you're leaving it at the store knowing that you'll never be fucking comfortable in it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But yeah, the mammogram, like the tech at the radiology place was, she thought that was amazing. She's like, no one has ever asked me that. And I'm like, well, it was the first thing I thought because I'm going to have to, you know, well, let's, if you've ever had a mammogram, it's like, okay, get naked from the waist up and I'm going to manhandle your breasts and I'm going to put them here, put them there, squash you. Don't breathe. <laughs> hold it and then they take a picture right so it's a very okay. procedure okay and so here's the interesting thing about mammograms so that the mammograms that you're describing I also recently went for a mammogram now we are on zoom mm -hmm. and so I I'm, I'm actually gonna peek oh I'm not I, I'm wearing a slightly padded bra and we can see that Tanya does not have a lot of breasts and Tanya has never had a lot of breasts. So where they take where they take your flesh and then like flop it on the glass pane, 
what they, <laughs> right. They, what they do is they grab what little tissue they can and they grab what little tissue they can from the side of your 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 rib cage and they try and push it in there while they're screwing down the thing. And I I got to tell you if there was a picture that I wanted to take more than ever, I wanted to take a picture of my squashed tit. Okay? And and it sounds crazy, but it was like this is an experience like none other. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's funny because when we talked the first time we talked about the Victoria's Secret, you know, and how their secret is that it's um it's a man in Ohio. And I'm like, the mammogram was clearly created by a man as well. Because if they had to do this with their scrotum, it would like it would happen once and they'd be like, oh hell no. Oh hell no. Hell if they no. got tested for a per- like like testicular cancer, they had to get squashed in a big blast like pancake machine no no right okay now the visual of that one is also like mm, that's a whole other mm. yeah it's a whole other and you know maybe mm. we've created a whole new torture system I don't know for men but you know back to the you know what the other thing though is back to the underwear the thing that we were talking like okay this conversation is all over the place and I love it but back to the underwear thing the mm-hmm. underwear thing is really interesting because It has nothing to do with the size of the body in the underwear. It has everything to do with how that person feels in themselves. Yeah. And you were talking about how cute you, like you were like, you were, you were. Oh, I felt it. It was like, I bought a cute pair of boy shorts and they were kind of a Valentine's day print. And it was like, I'm wearing them today. And I just felt good. And I was like, no one needs to know why I'm like, that's just a good day. You know, how are you doing today? Oh, it's great. Why? Just just a good day. I don't need to be like, I am wearing cute underwear. doesn't matter. It just made me feel good. And then it, you know, when you feel good, you, you share your happy with other people. Mm that vibrating thing. And then exactly. It's like sharing your light. It's like what we talk about, right? Like what we talk about in shine. Yes. It's really about loving yourself where you're at and like, and doing the shit that feels good. Yeah. Like wearing, like wearing the Valentine panties and nobody needs to know. Yeah. And I didn't buy them because I'm married and I wanted my husband to, I wanted to have pretty panties for my husband to see me. And yeah, that was very much a secondary whatever it was I wanted cute underwear I will buy myself sexy underwear for me because I like how I look in them I like how I feel in them I mean and that's the other thing is that thank goodness they've gotten better about making sexy underwear comfortable because Mm -hmm. yeah I want to be able to put on a pair of sexy underwear and wear them all day and not just wear them for you know 15 minutes before getting busy with somebody and then I remember um, actually just saying this, I remember when, um, I was engaged and we were doing lingerie shopping and my mom made the great joke of, oh, it doesn't matter how it fits. Just, you know, drop it on the floor. That's how, how does it look on the floor? That's how it has to fit. Right. Like that's the point of it. If wearing the sexy underwear is just to take it off. And I mean, 15 years ago when I got married, there wasn't a lot of sexy lingerie for me to get. And especially, and it was what there was, was not comfortable. So yeah, it was like, wear it for like, hi, honey, I'm wearing pretty things. Take it off and, you know, go to bed. But now I can pretty stuff and wear it if I want all night long. And like, thank God. So, you know, you talk about the, the, your mom said, oh, you know, all you do is just me, me. There's, there's the, there's the pretty lingerie. 
that to me that's really interesting because when when I got married the first time, which was all the way back in 1992, um, I happened to know that I weighed 275 pounds when I got married because I was obsessed about my weight. When I went lingerie shopping, I was met with zero options. So I ended up purchasing a sheer nightgown that didn't quite close around me. And that was my wedding night lingerie. And I'll be honest, I mean, did I feel sexy in it? At that time, I was totally consumed by the story that I could get no other lingerie to fit my body. So even on my wedding night, I felt that self-consciousness and, and that kind of, there's some deja for you, right? Like she had plenty to say. But fast forward, you know how you're talking about, it? it's not just about underwear that you like, it is also about comfort. It feel, it's about feeling sexy and it's about being comfortable. And without disclosing too much of my own personal life, the truth is that since my dad's disclosure, sometimes intimacy is difficult for me. And, and so it has to be quite intentional. And so as a result, a few nights ago, I decided to get really intentional and I found this, this really cute piece of lingerie that I actually had purchased for, for a, a boudoir session that I did that I never actually have done anything with the photos of. And so that's, an, that's a whole other thing um, because, you know, there's lots to be said about boudoir and I think we could do a whole podcast about what boudoir is or what it's intended to be. But so I pull out this thing and I like, when I say thing, I say that like, it was nothing but basically lace and string it would very easily fit, balled up in the palm of your hand. Fantastic. <laughs> right, right. So so this is my first time putting this thing on because I didn't end up using it in the in that boudoir session. But when I put it on, initially, the first place that I wanted to focus on was the excess skin and the sags and the, the like, and, and all of a sudden, it was like, I caught myself and I shifted and I was like, you know what? I'm okay. Like, I like this is my body and it's actually kind of cute. And like my body's not going to change, but the way it looks on me, it's cute. And I owned it and, and it was comfortable. So, <laughs> so what's so funny about it, the whole thing about it is that I actually end up chose choosing to sleep in it that night because it was comfortable enough to sleep in. So that was interesting too. But it's so funny, right? Like our relationships with our body at whatever size we are, it's mm -hmm. it's really about like that comfort within. And yeah. and rather than letting that inner critic own us, we're like, and and this me do me. Yeah. Well, I got, so, I mean, because it was recently Christmas, um, I bought our family matching onesies, which was a lot of fun because I figured my husband, because he loves me dearly, he's willing to go along with a lot of my crazy ideas. So, I mean, my daughter, my son, my husband, and I all got matching onesies, the, um, fake butt flaps all say different things, but mine says I moose be dreaming. Cause there's moose and whatever on it. 
Um, and I was putting it on because I was feeling like I just wanted some comfort. And so I was like, I still had like my bra and stuff on because I don't like going completely braless all the time because I'm big breasted. I don't need them hanging solo. So I was wearing my bra and I was doing up the zipper and I stopped and I kind of looked down and like, well, that's kind of a hot picture with the zipper half done, my boobs and my, in the bra. Right. And I was like, I was like, Hey honey, look at, and he's like, uh, he goes, that's pretty sexy. I'm like, oh, thanks. He was like, but the onesie in general, I just thought was sexy too. And I was like, really? And he goes, well, yeah, cause you're cute and you're comfortable. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and you know, like it's, he, like, I, yeah, like I said, we've been married for 15 years and the ups and downs in our relationship, but it was just really sweet. And like this, like, he's like, well, it's totally just the onesie in general is pretty sexy on you. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I'm comfortable. And, you know, and it's, fun to match your kids I mean I find it fun to match my kids so you know I love that I love that I saw lots of families do that and we've done that in the past too um and it's it's fun to have the matching things and whatever again though like thank goodness industry has gone far enough that they now have onesies that aren't in extra small small medium and large this was the first time I'd found um a onesie that would fit me that I could match all my family because I mean yeah I mean my youngest is four and then there's me I just turned 40 and like to find matching pajamas that fit our family's diverse size like my son is 12 but he wears he got a larger onesie than my husband because he's just tall and whatever right but to just be able to have all of that and then but the magic is the magic is is you Joni right like the sense of confidence that you have built in yourself and that you have fostered in yourself. Like it, it's you, my love. Sexy is what someone's wearing for about two seconds, perhaps, but it is who's in it, how it's being worn and the energy of it. So you know what? You took a, that Dwensey, gave it the half zip, gave him a little bit of cleavage, cleavage, like hello, hello, extra super sexy. You could have done the exact same thing and just been like half zipped it and turned them in like whatever. It wouldn't have been sexy. It's the energy of it, right? Yeah. Well, and I think too, like one of the things that Shine is definitely, like you had said it too, like you caught yourself, right? Like you were hearing Deja and you caught yourself. And I think since doing Shine, I'm learning how to catch myself more. And so instead of like doing that spiral of doom into the negative inner voice, right. That's just like, Oh no, you're, you know, you're too fat to be pretty or, you know, whatever that inner critic has been like, she's a real bitch. And so, but learning how to hear it in the moment and go, huh, no. And then carry on. Like that's something that new to me in making sure like I can apply that on all areas of my life, not just how I feel about my body, but being able to say, uh, no, I don't believe that, that phrase, whatever, what that's saying, I don't believe that anymore. And like, that's the ability to, to recognize that has been a big change and shift too, for me. Yeah. And, and I, and I know like that, like we've had conversations about how the awareness and then, and then really that changing your relationship with your inner critic has impacted so many different parts of your life it's kind of incredible, right? Like you joined Shine because you thought, well, this might be a way to lose some more weight and just kind of make sure that I'm staying on track. Like, like, let's go back to when you did start Shine. What was your motivation initially? Um, I wanted to lose like 10 pounds was probably like 
a scale thing, but I wanted to find like the main things was like peace and calm, joy and motivation, which I shifted partway through to momentum because like the right. motivation part, not so well, but peace and calm and joy was what I wanted. And yeah, I did pick a, a number on the scale. I wanted to go like get to 250. Did I get there? No. Do I feel like Shine hasn't met its goals? No, I think it's done like a bajillion times more than I ever expected. Did I hit well, my scale number? No, but I don't care. What is so awesome is that it was peace and joy. And then you changed to the third one to be momentum from motivation, from motivation, right? Because we talk, we've talked about motivation being something that is kind of like that kickstart where momentum is taking the little steps to keep going, right? So peace and joy and momentum were your goals. And so in Shine, if people choose to do a number goal, they're welcome to. And there are tools to help create like more conscious eating and pay attention to that stuff. But we focus on feeling goals. Yes. So... It's been actually, I know, I know how many days it's been. It's been oh, approximately 92 days. Um, so like with those goals, really, how do you feel with about those having been your goals over the last 90 days? And what is that? What has that been for you? What's that road been like? Finding peace has been challenging because um, it has been like 2022 was a year of, I, mean, I guess, change, transition challenges. And so finding like peace and calm in that has been challenging, but the Thursday night, like when we get together as a group, that anchor, like I, I call it an anchor because it's like, I know that I'm going to have that Thursday to be like, okay. And we're going to talk about whatever, um, the universe spirit whatever wants us to talk about because that's what we do and we just connect with each other and that thursday night then like rejuvenates you for the following week and so that's been amazing and we do these sheets in the morning and in the evening or once a day or whenever you get to them <laughs> but prioritizing that and to give myself me time with understanding that it might only be 2 minutes it might be 10 minutes. It goes back and forth, but like finding and taking time that suits me and my schedule has been, that's been really helpful for the peace and and calm part. Joy has been, I'd say like joy has been something that I've been working on for most of my life, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, the connection with the, the women that are in shine, just, it's like, as soon as I see a text from them or a comment on the Facebook page or something, it's like, oh, that's my people. And it's, you know, it's just right away, like, oh, I know them. That's who they are. This is, you know, it's sacred. And so those have been really super valuable. Thank you for that. It makes me want to cry because when I see the impact that has happened for for everyone in that group and, and seeing that growth and, and then the community, well, it feels like magic. Sometimes we go in with a little bit of an agenda and sometimes it's like, okay, who's got something on, going on that they need to talk through and there's coaching, but there's space held and there's just this beautiful community. And it's a community that's beyond description. It really is. Well, it's the intention to be together and the intention to hold each other in light 
through whatever is going on. I mean, like as a group, like there's a lot of shit that's happened in, in our lives. Like, I mean, 90 days sounds really short, but it flew I mean, by. And we've had big things. We've had big things. We've had there's people who things. have had massive health challenges, relationship challenges, home, like living challenges, like actually moving homes unexpectedly. Like we've had st- people with big stuff. Yeah. And, and nobody is free of that. Unfortunately, we all have stuff going on, but that's totally true. Like as, as we've moved through it, there's been a presence in it instead of, I don't know what the option, what the alternative is. Yeah. There's like an intentionality and we extend each other grace when, cause we haven't all been able to be at everyone, you know, we might have to catch up on a recording, but we, you know, someone has to come late. So then it's like, Oh, what's been going on? Well, kind of all popcorn in the how we've interpreted what's been happening and yeah this intentionality this grace this community that I think as a world and as a culture we're just we crave that connection and it's so hard to find it and so to to be pulled together and like strangers it's not like we knew each other beforehand a couple people knew each other beforehand but like you put a whole bunch of strangers in a room and we're like hey we're gonna be a community it's like uh, but it, it probably took like what 10 minutes in the first one it was like oh okay oh okay and then it was like I can't, I need to see you I want to meet you how do we do this and yes yeah, strangers on a plane train on zoom strangers on zoom becoming friends it is pretty incredible it is pretty incredible I also love though that that you guys and this is something that again I set up the platform I'm the support I have the tools But at the end of the day, it's you guys who show up for yourselves. And I'm not going to say you do the work because sometimes it's work and sometimes it's play. But but one of the other things that you have to own is the way that you have been committed to your accountability buddy. So I give you an option of having an accountability buddy. I kind of just strongly encourage you and say, hey, here's your accountability buddy. And the idea behind it is to check in with each other just daily, really quickly. But I mean, for some people, it works really well. For others, you learn really quickly their own limitations and commitments to themselves if they're not checking in with their buddy. Like what's your experience been like? We have, (laughs) we're a funny group. So there's three of us in our accountability uh, grouping and we kind of go in I'd say spurts and waves um, yep. where we like load up, like here's five days of sheets. Cause we've been crazy. We've got some shift work though, which plays into it. But I think the part that's been solid is when you post, put the sheets up, it'd be really easy just to be like, Oh yeah, there they are. But to go in and take a, a look and be like, Oh, okay. So this happened and being able to be like, Hey, I saw that this happened on Tuesday. How are you doing? Or even, I don't know, last month it was, before Christmas, I don't even remember what it was, but I was, oh, we've been renovating our house. So I was super frustrated with something and just feeling the chaos was overwhelming me. And I just messaged them and I'm like, okay, sheets haven't been done. I don't really want to do them. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. And right away, the answer came back. Well, how could, what would you like it to look like? And it's like, you know what? I'm going to do my sheets tonight. If I don't text you by eight o'clock, can you just text me and be like, hey, and it was great. So then I got a text at eight o'clock. It happened that I we ended up being invited over to my mother-in-law's for dinner. And so I replied back, I'm at the in-laws. Um, 
We'll be home in like half an hour. And it was great because it was just a, hey, you said I should text you at eight o'clock. I haven't seen anything. But it was enough to let someone out there is thinking about me that, me that I could go home, pull out my binder, sit down and write it and send it off. And it's just. Can we be honest, Joni? Like, let's be really honest. Because one of the, like one of, I actually had a conversation with someone yesterday about it. And, and they were like, I hate the fucking sheets. And I'm like, okay, hang on a second. So those sheets are so incredibly intentional. It's about keeping you focused on what matters most to you. It's yeah. about expressing gratitude and love to yourself, which by the way, is high vibration and law of attraction shit. So I have you doing a ton of law of attraction shit just by showing up for yourself every day. And let's be really, really honest. How long does it take to fill one? How long does it take to fill it out for real? If, if I am like on task and like, I'm just going to fill it out. It probably takes me max two minutes maybe like it can be done probably in 90 seconds. If I'm like, okay, here's this, 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 and this, um, the longest part will be if I haven't been thinking about my meals, cause there's a spot to write what you're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so if I have leftovers or something, it's really easy. It'll take me like 90 seconds to two minutes. If I have to go, Oh, I need to eat today and think about it. Then maybe it takes me five minutes. And then in the evening, the afternoon sheet probably takes me five to 10 minutes because there's just a couple more thinking questions to be like, hey, were you using any excuses? Why not? You know, and sometimes those, if you're, I think, doing it well um, or doing the sheets to the best of their intention, it, it'll take a little longer because you, you've got some stuff to distill. Like maybe you had a really shitty day and you need to figure out, well, what am I grateful for today? That's like, that I get to fucking go to bed right now. Like that, you know, and so oh, sometimes you have right? to like think hard about short answer, 90 seconds to two minutes to maximum 10 minutes. It's not long. And when I do them, my day is better. When I don't do them, it's like, oh crap, I haven't thought about this or haven't thought about that. It's about intention, right? It really is. It's about giving yourself two minutes of time to set yourself some intentions for the day and start a day with clarity and focus and a sense of control. Yeah, and at yeah. the end of the day, it's an opportunity to reflect on the day that was and be like, whether it was shit and I just want to go, go to bed yeah, or it was a day that was spectacular to be able to honor yourself where you're at and be able to say, Hey, that was another day of my life. Yeah. Like when you think about it, we don't have infinite days of our lives. So to be able to take a couple of minutes for ourselves, to be able to Number one, do some awesome law of attraction stuff. Number two, live intentionally. And number three, celebrate and fucking enjoy, be able to relive the good stuff in life. Yeah. Like, oh my God, that's what it's about. Yeah. Right? So much. And it's about doing it in a way that builds trust with yourself because you can write shit down and be full of crap. And then send off a beautiful plan and a beautiful everything. You can send off all these beautiful sheet pictures to an accountability buddy. But at the end of the day, the most important person you're accountable to is you. So it's also about being honest, yeah. which is why like when you are asked like your mood and, and like describe your mood in, in a word and, and rate it, that's how you start by being really honest with yourself. Like how was your, like, okay, so yesterday, do you remember what your number or word was? Um, my number was like, 
in the morning, it would have been like a four in the afternoon. It probably was a two. And then I finished the day around like a three, four, because we're starting, <laughs> starting to unpack and like arrange things in the kitchen. And so of course my husband and I had this fantastic argument over Tupperware because what else do you do? And I was like, mm-hmm. and so if I had, if I'd done my sheet at like three o'clock, it was going to be a two or maybe a one. So I was just mad. Um, but by the end of the day, it's like, you look back my overall, I think I put four because we got to eat at a table in our kitchen on the main floor and not at the table downstairs. I mean, obviously your mood changes throughout the day, but then when you sit there and look at the overarching day, the overall day, what's my mood? Like it's it's a four had some rough patches. And then you think about, well, what's the best, what was the best thing that happened? I ate dinner at my kitchen table. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the funny thing, right? Like we ask you questions like what was the best thing, you know, what was the best part of your day and what is something you learned? Because those are the questions we often ask our kids at the dining room table, right? But actually giving yourself the opportunity to celebrate like, holy shit, Joni, you got to eat at your table, (laughs) at your kitchen table, in your dining room, in your actual dining room, not in your basement. Yeah. Like this has been a month long renovation and that is worth celebrating. Yeah. It was great. (laughs) I was like, I had this, I really wanted to cook in my kitchen. I was like, cook supper. And I was like, no, we're ordering pizza because I'm, I'm so done. I was so mentally exhausted. Um, And I think too, like if I were to like distill, like what did I learn yesterday? That setting up a kitchen is so mentally exhausting (laughs) that like, you just don't think organization should be that exhausting, but it really is. Yeah. 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 And so those are things that you learn along the way. And that that's the kind of stuff like shine is really about learning so many things about yourself along the way of real life, including those ups and downs throughout the day with all the numbers. Like, I mean, I remember one time I filled it out and I circled one, two, three, four, five, because I was like, I've been all of those today and I can't pick one, but it's yeah. mine. So who yeah. cares? Like, you know, it's so funny, right? At the end of the day, we really have one life to live. We don't know what it, when it's going to end. And it's like, how can I live with the most love and joy and intention and feeling really good about myself? And that's what I like. feel like Shine has brought yeah. for, for you guys. Yeah. And I like, and it's funny because I was thinking we started out talking about like sexy underwear and then like, we're now like the light and stuff. And I mean, body positivity isn't what shines about weight loss. Isn't what shines about. It's, it's like, I don't know. It's hard to distill it into like something, but it's, it's all these things working together to, it's almost like it's a weight loss program for your brain. Right. Yeah. The hardest weight you'll ever lose is the weight between your ears. Yeah. And so how about, did I reach the number goal? No. Have I worked on that weight between my ears that I've been back and forth? Yeah. You know, like it's. And do you feel sexy in your new skivvies? I was thinking too, like how much body positivity is related to like the oh, stream of consciousness or like the people around you, right? Like kids don't look at someone and think, oh, you're fat, but they start to hear a comment here, hear a comment there. And I remember 
oh gosh, Caden is 12. So like nine, eight, nine years ago, we were at a play group thing and I was sitting there. I was heavier than I am now. And this little kid was like, how come you're so big? And I could just see the mom look mortified. And I looked at him and I was like, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you're so much bigger. And I said, well, I, you know, when adults sit on these little kid chairs, it really looks funny, doesn't it? And I could see the mom going, oh my gosh, I can't believe my kid said this. And in my head, I'm going, he's repeating you like hundred percent. A little four-year-old is not going to think about it unless he's heard it. And he's like, I don't know. He made some comment and I was like, well, do you know, why do you have eyelashes? And he's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm bigger. I, I, you know, I just am, this is who I am. And it doesn't, it's not who I am. It's just like, I'm not going to be like, Hey, eyelashes, what's up with you? And he's like, Oh yeah, cool. And it's, it's perspective, right? Like I mean, do I, am I kind of happy his mom was mortified? Yeah, a little bit, because I hope it made her think about what she's saying in front of her kids, mm. you know, and I, I yeah, remember. It makes me wonder about her own relationship with herself. And right? It, me, it, 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 honestly, it, it does. It, there's a part of me that goes, oh my God, like, what is this woman's relationship with herself? Is that like, what kinds of conversations does she have? externally because of the conversations she has internally. Yeah. And I think around the same time I was at Save On and there was this, this woman who, yeah, like myself was a big woman. And my son made some comment, wow, she's really big. And I said, yeah, what do you think of her shirt? Cause it happened to be hot pink. And he goes, oh, I love that color. And I made sure that I used the same volume that he had used. So like, I know I, I saw her, he, she, he made the comment and I saw her just kind of go oh, like, you know, that like, like pull into myself and I'm going to try and hide, even though I'm a big person, I'm going to make myself as small and as invisible as I can be. And I just very purposely in the same voice and like sound as him, I was like, yeah, but what do you think of her shirt? I love that color pink. And like it immediately, like her shoulders like had gone in and she just came. Oh, and how often do we like hush our kids, right? When they make some because yeah, kids will make observations because he happened to notice her in a pink shirt. She was bigger. But how often do we just kind of like, oh, she don't say that. And it's like, well, no, you can observe life, but take the time to also shed light and positivity back. And because I'm a bigger person and I've been the object of a, oh, you know, I see it and I've tried to make it learning things for my kids to be like, eh, what else? Like, what else do you observe? What else do you see about that person that we can observe? You know, though, and, and this is an interesting thing. Like I, I mean, I always talk about love, spreading love and light and how I really feel like it's important to spread love and light. And one of the things that I noticed with my own experience was that people were more complimentary to people who were smaller. And so I always was very intentional and and still I'm very intentional in making sure that if I see something beautiful on or someone with great hair, makeup, lashes, nails, I mean there's like there are people out there I don't even know how much how many hours they must spend doing their eyes because they are they wear art on their faces. Like when I see that kind of beauty in anyone of any size, 
or something that I authentically feel is beautiful. I'm, I'm always certain to express it. Yes. What I've noticed in it is that when I express that often to someone who is a little bit larger or yeah. heavier, I hate the word heavy, larger, whatever, who, who's probably just perfectly normal, um, but has excess body volume. I see the difference in the way they react. It fucking lights them up because yeah. a lot of people, I think that struggle with body positivity and body comfort also don't receive a lot of genuine, authentic compliments. They're not seen as much. Well, and it's like we've been trained to try and make yourself small. If you take up a large physical space, you need to have a small personality or you need to, you know, mm. don't draw attention to yourself because you're already using up the amount of space that you can have. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, when I look at, there's some amazing people on social media who I look at them and go, holy crap. I mean, you are like unfreaking believable with okay. how, what the bodies can do. And I'm like, ah, let alone if they were a skinny person. Okay. My favorite Lizzo. I'm sorry, but she is like beyond the hottest. Like yeah. she's beyond hot and she's clearly incredibly fit because right, she, I had to run around on a stage right? And she doesn't just have to run around the stage. She has to fucking sing. Like, she's oh my God. And like, I, like, I look awful after like half an hour walking and I like, I sweat from my head first and I'm hot and whatever, let alone singing, dancing. Uh, and sporting some crazy ass wig, right? Like, cause that's the other thing. Like she has some amazing hair pieces, right? Yeah. Like spectacular. But don't tell me, like, this is the thing. It's like the shape and the size of your body is is not the def definition of your life or your worth or, or your health. Because, like, let me tell you the number of doctors who, like, the first words out of your mouth, well, if you lost 50 pounds. No shit, Sherlock. I, Sherlock, I, I had no idea that I would be considered fat. That is newsflash to me. Like, come on. So many times it's like, oh, well, you know, you wouldn't have that issue. And then it's like, they get my blood test results back. Like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, I've never had high cholesterol. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and sometimes, unfortunately, there are presumptions made about people's health based mm -hmm. on their weight. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it, it really is about deciding where you're at in your life right now and making the changes to live your best life. And if that means becoming more active, doing things you love and yeah. nourishing yourself with more intention, but never fucking dieting another day of your life, then that to me is the ultimate fucking win. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, it's not like in shine, you're going and don't eat this and don't eat this and don't eat this. It's mm -hmm. like, um, if you eat it, if you want to eat it, eat it, think about it. And, you know, and yeah, a week where I ate five Ferrero Rochers every single day post Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I did. Cause they're my favorite and I love them and I enjoyed them. Will I do that all year long? Eat five? No, no, I won't. And so I don't need to feel bad that I ate five of them three days in a row. I don't. Right. And, and historically, 
historically, I can only speak for myself. There used to be a time where I believed that uh, that there were foods that were bad and therefore they were foods that had to be hidden or they had to be sneak eaten or I couldn't enjoy them. I had to just scarf them down. Yeah. Inhale it so nobody sees. Right. Inhale it so nobody sees. And at the end of the day, it's like, no, it's allowing yourself and trusting yourself enough to be able to have the things that you want in volumes that are reasonable and understanding the choices you're making because they're choices that you've been intentional about. Yeah. Right. I plan for chocolate every single day. I don't have it every single day, but I plan for chocolate every day because I want that as an option. And I trust myself enough to say that I'm going to stick to a plan that I make that is honest and authentic. And so I plan for chocolate and then sometimes I have it and sometimes I don't. But I know more often than not, I would rather plan for it and then have it and be like, hey, this was part of my plan. No big deal. Rather yeah. than, oh, and I planned for it and then I didn't have it. Because yeah. you just get into some weird cycles of beating the shit out of yourself. And that is not the way of shine period. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now this conversation, my friend has gone in like so many incredible directions. And I love if we were to like summarize it, it's been a conversation about real life in real bodies, doing real things yeah. and becoming intentional and having a great fucking time doing it. Mm-hmm right? Like that's the joy part. The joy part is wearing the sexy underwear. The joy part is the onesie with the zipper, right? The joy part is spreading love and light by giving a compliment to someone different or just authentically giving a compliment, period. Right? Straight up, even smiling at somebody can change their day. Right. I love that. Cause like when you drive down, like I drive the highway to work every day and we, I think everyone does it. It's like, as you pass someone, you always kind of glance over it. And yeah, there's speech like of people that are just like in their car. And I definitely know there's days where I'm just in my car. I'm like, I can't, I'm just not, but every now and again, I glance over and I'm able just to give a little smile, a little, whatever. And, and you know, even in that like microsecond that you see them, it's like, Oh, I just got a smile. And sometimes it's like, well, I don't know you. Wait, what? And then they're like smiling anyways. And it's, it's, it's the, it's the little ignitions and spreading of love and light. Right. And then there are bigger opportunities to do it. Like when, when we connect as groups, when we, you know, and, and when we have those larger opportunities to spread love and light, when we connect with the people we love, or when we connect in shine, or when we connect in community, or when we connect in faith. But it doesn't have to always just be the big connections. It can also be the smile through the window as you're passing somebody who's clearly driving too slowly down the road. <laughs> I mean, I might have a bit of a heavy foot. I'm just saying. I'm not, you know what? No judgment on my part. None whatsoever. Okay. My trifecta of joy, friends and listeners and people we love. Thank you for listening to this super cool conversation. 
Joni, thank you for having just such a really authentic, fun conversation with us today. I'm so grateful you're here. And like, maybe we'll have you on again just to talk about life. Cool. No, it was fun. I've never been on a podcast before. So thanks, Tanya, for something totally new. Oh, my God. See? And and the best part is these will eventually be also on YouTube, my friends. So we're we're taking it all the way, all the way. Friends, thank you for joining us. From my heart to yours, all, all, all the love. Thank you for being here. And we'll talk to you again soon. As we've been talking about Shine, if you're interested in finding out more, just head on over to perfectlyimperfect.wtf forward slash shine. We'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening, my friend. We are deeply grateful you chose to be here. I trust that this has invited you, even if in some small way, to deepen your awareness, befriend your inner critic, and raise your vibration. Please follow us, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. If you have any ideas or feedback, please reach out. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. You are loved.